All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for episode 277 from beautiful Puerto Rico, none other than my good friend, Lexi Sanchez. Lexi. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Okay. I cannot wait to jump in. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, and is- I say beautiful Puerto Rico, but we are sandwiched right now between two big tropical storms. So, you know, beauty is all in the eye of the beholder, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I can't thank you enough for jumping in on this, even with the weather that's coming in. And again, this is live. The show will continue to go on, Lexi. I I can't wait to dive into it. I've been waiting for this. As soon as it got scheduled, I said, I cannot wait to just have a good conversation with Lexi and really share tools, tactics, systems, takeaways, but your story, what really got you into the business and where you're at today. So if you're all right with it, let's just jump right into, you know, kind of main question is who is Lexi? So your origin story where you came from, what got you into the business, and kind of what took you up until today. Let, let's start there. Sure. Um, well, I would start with probably I'm the last of five children, and that is significant because I think there are, you know, birth order has a, a play in who you end up becoming. 100%. And I, um, I'm really lucky to have a tight-knit family. Um, and that's been a big part of who I am. I'm from New Mexico, which is also really a deep part of it's my soul place. My family's been there for hundreds of years and it, it just, it connects me. It's my grounding point wherever I am in the world. And it's, um, it's a special place and it's definitely part of what defined me. Mm. Um, Let's see. So I, I have a great partner, Jeff Richmond. Um, I know he's been on here. He's um, my partner in all things. And he's truly my best friend. There's nothing better than that to be able to spend every day with someone that not only challenges you, but that can be stupid and goofy and dance in the kitchen to a dumb song like we did last night and just have fun, which is super great. I mean, it keeps life fun and effervescent, which I think is important, at least for me. Oh. Um I have two boys, which, oh my God, they are 28 and 26. I cannot believe they're that old. And I don't, can you see, let's see if I can point that thing right there. I can, yes. That is, I can't believe I'm telling this, but that's an ultrasound picture. So there's going to be a new person in my life, a little thing. Seriously? I'm so excited. Wow. My son's probably going to kill me for telling people that, but I, I just, honestly, it's such a cool thing to have, um, a life come into the world just beyond your kids. I mean, kids are awesome, but to think of your kids having kids kind of unbelievable. So that's a very exciting thing in my life. Um, and, and boys, you know, my boys, um, are really at the center of what I do. I think it's the best thing I've ever done in my life is to be a mom. And wow. ironically, it really prepared me for real estate in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, and, and I think most roads lead to success if you stay open-minded about that and you mm. can stay connected to where you've been and why things happen the way they happen. Um, and in real estate, I think 
the most successful people are the people that can take those tools from different parts of their life and apply them to what they're doing every day in production. So I, so that's kind of a, a, a little diversion there, but so yeah. my kids keep me, you know, really in tune with being young and being a mom. Um, and, and they're at the heart of everything I think about most days, even though they're kind of doing their own thing and really happy and healthy. Um, so I was married for 19 years okay. and, um, and that came to an end. It was amicable. They, you know, my son's dad, um, is a fantastic person. That was all hard, but, sure. um, it created a moment in my life where I was able to kind of take pause and reassess who I was and what my future was going to hold after 19 years of kind of being committed to one circumstance and situation. And, um, in that time period, I had a really great friend who was in real estate, Jenny Morrow, go girl. Um, <laughs> she was also getting divorced and I had left a position that I held in higher education. Okay. I was in higher ed, um, for 27 years. So I have a master's in public administration and a master's in organizational development. And that was what I did. It's in, it's truly my lifeblood still to this day. I love education and it's really the foundation of what I do mostly. Mm. Um, but I'm from a family of educators and it's just natural for me. Mm. Um, but I had pushed pause on that part of my career and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And for nine months, I worked for a nonprofit organization that I was affiliated with. I wrote grants mm. Um, for them. And one day Jenny showed up at my house with a bottle of wine. Okay. She said, guess where I was. And I said, where? And she said, I just finished my first night of real estate school. And next week you're going to start with me. And I was like, no, no, I am so not, not going to go into real estate. And we just talked, had a couple of glasses of wine. And then she left and I, it, it got stuck in my brain mm. and this idea of being able to, you know, work to earn as much as I was willing to work for that, mm. because there's always a glass ceiling in regular jobs. I mean, sure. you even at the highest level, you can be a president of a university and there's always going to be limits. And there was something really exciting. And I think for a lot of people that go into real estate, that notion of freedom in the sense of just being able to work as hard as you want to is really enticing. And certainly for me, it was. Um, and so dang it, I did research all night. And the next day I called Jenny and I said, okay, fine, I'll start. So we got our license together. We started out. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. I didn't know what lead generation meant. I, I had never really, well, I mean, had cold called, but not not in that format, not kind of beaten feet for, you know, like trying to get business. Um, and my first, the first company that I was with was amazing. We had a great office culture to a certain degree because there was camaraderie and I am one to reach out and ask questions when I need to. Love it. Um, I'm not afraid to say, I have no idea what that is or what that means. I just want to find out more. Hmm. Um, so I did a lot of that and I, miraculously in the first, let's see, I got my license in April of 15. So it mm. hasn't been long. Um, and from April until December, I did 17 transactions. So wow. it was pretty good. Right. And yeah. not knowing like, you know, what I was doing, it was pretty good. Mm. Um, and then I got hired by Jeff 
to be his listing director and yeah. I moved brokerages and I, I had no idea, but I was like, I'm going to say yes and figure it out. Right. And, right. um, and I did. And in the next 10 months, I took 92 listings. I worked with six buyers. It was a real circus. Unreal. <laughs> um, I don't want to say a bad word, but it was a blank show. It really <laughs> was. It was, uh, I feel like I got a PhD in real estate in this really compressed time frame, mm. just because I did everything. I mean, we did traditional lead gen. So every morning I was cold calling on a dialer on a six line mm. dialer, you know, for two or three hours, setting my own appointments. I also had an ISA. Mm. We worked together to massage kind of scripting with his scripting with what I do when I get into an appointment Wow. And so I was going on like three to five appointments a day, most days of the week. Hmm. And I will say like a little word of advice from yeah. someone who has worked at that level is um, learn how to delegate or hmm. really learn how to be kind to yourself in managing your time and being and finding efficiencies. Yeah. Um, I'm, my brain works on efficiencies. Mm. So everything I do, I'm always thinking about like, okay, I'm going upstairs. Is there something that I need to carry upstairs or I'm doing that? You know, it's just dumb, but my brain works that way. No, and I love it. In real estate, finding those shortcuts makes sense. I didn't work with a TC. I think I did for like four transactions. And I was like, this is taking me longer to explain what I want done or checking up. And so I'm not a good delegator. So learn from me, learn how to delegate or be really <laughs> careful with how you self-manage. Um, but it was good. I, I learned a lot. I loved really augmenting my tool belt with those other life experiences into real estate and connecting with people on that level. And, and so, I don't know, that's kind of sort of where I'm from and how I got into real estate. But Lexi, this is incredible. And again, thanks for laying out the path for, for everybody to kind of go down that journey with you. And looking at it from talking about New Mexico and, and really just upbringing, be the youngest. Um, I'm also the youngest. So I, I understand that process. You know, we're, we're built by design that way, the, the two of us. So, and I, But I think it's, it's so incredible, higher education. And then looking at it from a, a secondary career path. It's very few people or professionals at a, at a top tier level into real estate from an early age said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do when I grow up sort of thing. Right. So it's so fascinating to see the journey into what it takes. Um, you having that success early on in your career, uh, you know, to me, I, I think everybody would love your perspective onto that. Is that how you and Jeff got together? Big fan of Jeff, by the way, love him to death. As you mentioned, past Titan. So I, I think the world of him, I know you do as well. So, hey, Jeff, if you're watching, shout out to you, man. Uh, but so how did that happen, Lexi? I get 92 listings in 10 months or, or a year. I mean, that is incredible. So what did that all look like just to give everybody a little bit of deeper dive into to background? Because that that isn't a normal situation. <laughs> I, I just want to set the expectations. So something was going on there in a positive. Um, you know, it's it's a couple of things. Number one, I am the kind of person that will say yes and then try to figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I actually had um, a really cool conversation before I started working on Jeff's team. Okay. And it was with my my stepmom. So my mom died when I was eight months pregnant with my first son. Oof. So it was a big, I was only 24. Oof. It was a, a big loss. I mean, you know, I was really grateful that I had three older sisters that had kids that were kind of my surrogate moms in that those first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have an incredible stepmom, and I've known her now for longer than I knew my own mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a, just a great addition to our family. And she's a very wise, savvy businesswoman. And I sat down with her and I said, man, I, you know, I've been offered this position. I don't really know if I know what I'm doing this kind of upstart. I'll be honest. I thought Jeff was kind of a jerky upstart. Oh, no way. (laughs) I mean, he was great, but he, you know, he was just really, he had this awesome hubris. He was, and I know now that his mindset was like, I will make this happen. Mm. And so, and I love and respect that so much about him. So I remember sitting down with my stepmom and saying, Elaine, I don't know what I should do. And she said, listen, does he have a plan? Does he have a system? Mm. Does he know what he's doing? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. You know? And she said, then just go soak it all in, you know, follow the plan and then add, bring Lexi to it. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I started with Jeff's team and they really did have it dialed in. I mean, it was pretty, I won't say mechanical in a bad way, but it was very well structured um, team. And, and we all, um, you know, kind of took our seat on the bus and figured it out that now we did butt heads a couple of times, Jeff and I, before we were ever together as a couple where I just pushed back and said, listen, like I'm also older than him, by the way, (laughs) for like 11 years. So I kind of pulled like the age card a couple of times, like, hang on, I'm older than you. But, um, and I just said, like, for me to be comfortable and for me to really work at my peak level, mm-hmm. I need you to, I need to have this framework, but I need you to allow my addition and my flexing. Yeah. And, and I really believe that it's one thing to, to put yourself in a framework of mm-hmm. success, which is awesome. And we have, I mean, I, you know, books and books, this, my whole room here is full of books. I know you're a big reader, yep. um, most successful real estate people, Titans are reading stuff, not just in the real estate, especially not in the real estate space, right. but you know, you create this framework that's built on best practices and experience and education and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got to bring your own magic. And that's the piece because this is a relationship business, Mm -hmm. whether it's with finessing a difficult transaction with another agent, whether it's talking your clients off of a fence, whether it's talking yourself (laughs) off of a fence, balancing and juggling the demands of life and, you know, just kind of being a well-rounded person, you've got to bring your own touch. And so, you know, Jeff and I did a little back and forth and the second he just let me go. It took a life of its own. And, and honestly, when I think about everything in my life that I've done real estate or otherwise, the times that I've tried to be something other than who I really truly am Mm. have failed. Wow. And that's the biggest piece. I feel like if I could stand on the rooftop and scream one thing, it would just, you know, we're, we're kind of caught up in this authenticity 
thing now. Everybody's like, oh, be authentic. Like people are trying so hard to be authentic. They're not authentic, which is kind of funny. Um, Well, you know, I'm just like, whoa, guys, you're kind of missing the point. A little irony there. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I would just say, just be you because that's all that you have and be a work in progress. Like I'm constantly working on myself and that is, boy, that's the real tough piece of this whole life thing is that sometimes we look outward and the hardest thing to work on is inside. But when Mm -hmm. you start doing that, that's when the magic happens. And so I don't know if that even answered your question. No, no, no. It, it, it did, Lexi. The fact that you broke that down once again, as you mentioned it, I mean, three to four hours a day when you're talking about prospecting and, and really reaching out to individuals and one another, you know, five appointments in that process in a day. I mean, putting in the repetition and executing on a high level, it's effort. Having a, a culture, camaraderie, and or guidance framework is, is crucial. You got to have the systems in place. You got to have a roadmap to follow. But to me, and I love the fact that you're talking about authenticity, being Lexi or putting that Lexi on it is the advice that you were given and, and you've put to, to task. The fact that you and Jeff were able to have those tough conversations to say, hey, this is you know kind of where I see and what's going on. It, it shows massive amounts of character and integrity and humility to really have those types. And not everybody has that relationship with a mentor, uh, with guidance through leadership, uh, through team building. So the fact of the matter is, is that's that's just a beautiful you know situation that's coming through. You being lifelong learner and constantly educating yourself and taking your knowledge base to a higher level is huge. And obviously prior to this with higher education, that that is just natural to you. And I love that you're talking about keeping it true to your nature. There is so much inauthentic authenticity out there. And I think that that's a massive message moving forward. So I love what you're saying. This makes a ton of sense as to why the volume and perspective has happened that way. What does it look like past that point, Lexi? Because you've done a lot, you've seen a lot. Uh, what's what's the next chapter in your career from that point? So early on, hit massive milestones. What does it look like kind of down there leading up to today? Um, so I became more integrated into the team that Jeff was running. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the we were introduced to EXP and... Mm-hmm. It was a really fascinating experience because uh, funny enough, Jeff had been pursued for, he'd been getting calls to talk about the model for like seven months and he had just been shutting it down, but he's so nice. Like I'm the person that's like, lose my number. Don't call me again. Like I'm done when I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Jeff is so sweet. He's like, you know, Oh, you know, now's not a good time. Could you call me back in two weeks? And Mm -hmm. like clockwork, you know, um, he was getting the call back and I finally just called him out and said, look, we talk to people about, you need to understand what you're saying no to before you say no, mm-hmm. and that you don't want to waste time with things. So just either take the call or, and, and understand, and then say no, or just don't take the calls anymore. Wow. And so he took the call and he like ran, I mean, it's kind of a long story. You probably already told it. I don't need to bore everybody with it, but <laughs> I was literally at lunch with a girlfriend and he had had the initial call and he came to where I was having lunch and was like, sorry to interrupt, but oh my gosh, you have to hear this. You got to, you know, learn about this. And so what was interesting for us with EXP is the model for him. He saw certain aspects of the model that made sense. I saw completely different 
aspects. And I think that's what really turned us on about being at EXP. So for all of those reasons, we moved to EXP and um, chose shortly thereafter to kind of dissolve the team in a formal way and really embrace this idea of, of building a team of colleagues that weren't necessarily under a traditional team umbrella, but Mm -hmm. being able to work around that. And then building upon all of that. And I was doing transactional real estate, you know, the whole time. So we've been at EXP coming up on seven years, um, which is really exciting. And I just, um, it's been a fantastic experience of a great company to be in association with, and I've been able to do some really fun things there, but I think the most important part of it is this idea that you're connected to people in a very intimate way when you have a conversation and say, Hey, this model might be great for you. How does it fit your goals in all ways, not just in real estate, but just in your life. And how can we help support that and move that forward? And for Jeff and I, because we're both from an education background, Mm -hmm. we, it it took us a couple of years to kind of get in the groove. Uh But then to really sit down and say, like, how do we build something Mm -hmm. that encompasses all of our values, what we're best at, what we can really give as a gift to people to try to help them in their journey. And Mm -hmm. that was to kind of distill it down to education, um, support, and honestly, love. I, I, okay, this is going to sound really dumb, but I, the last, I'm the last of five. And I remember literally, and it's funny that I'm bringing this up and maybe this is why this was a memory on my Facebook this morning. Um, as the fifth child, I remember at some point asking my mom, like being worried that the love was going to run out. Wow. Like, how could she love me if I was number five? Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom said, um, gosh, I'm, I don't want to get emotional. That's weird. I'm not, whew, I'm not like a big crier. Um, my mom said, Lexi, love is infinite. It Mm. never runs out. You can never. And she taught me in that moment. She said, you should tell people that you love them. You can give it away. It doesn't mean that you love someone less or that it, you know, it just never goes away. And so I think my motto has always been, well, it is live big, love bigger. And so part of what Jeff and I have built at EXP and what we, our group is what we call the community Mm -hmm. and a big essential piece of that is love. Hmm. And that means something to me. And that I sign off on, you know, when we're doing a session, I'm like, I love you guys. And I really do. Um, that's a big part of who we are. So that's where we, that's how we kind of ended up where we, where we are today. Um, I'm not doing as much transactional work, but I'm supporting a lot of people who are, Hmm. um, and Jeff and I have a few coaching clients. We've really, niched into working with couples in particular that have to, that have to bring their business together and helping them to find their lanes and to navigate some of the funky stuff that happens like competition. Um, how do you, how do you become congruent? Hmm. You know, like yin yang is great, but it's their perfect sides and it's never a perfect size. You know, like it's, we don't always totally fit in like exact measurement. So it's always about how do we find congruency in our business and in our relationship and move forward. So we, we coach a little bit around that. 
Hmm. Um, I, I work on some projects outside of real estate as well. Ah. Um, in some industries that are completely outside of the realm of, of real estate, but always, again, those, that tool belt follows you around, right? Because it's always about people. It's always about thinking, you know, what are the motivations for me? What are the motivations for the other people? Like I'm a real big disc translator. Okay. For me, it's a great, um, it's, it's a great framework for thinking about how people relate in the world. And, and it just kind of helps me to identify. So I can be like, oh, my initial thing was that person is a, is a high D, but ooh, I, how did that go wrong in that conversation? Well, it's because they're not really a D, they're really an I, mm. and I blew it because I didn't flex right, you know, because I, you know, it's, it's funny. I've been teaching leadership even back in, in my previous career in higher ed and the idea of the only thing you can control is you. I can't change the system, not very readily. Sure. I can't change other people. The one factor I can change is me. So mm-hmm. learning how to flex still in an authentic way mm-hmm. is so powerful. And it it helps you to know yourself better. Like trying to figure everybody else out forces you to understand you. I I love that perspective and analogy to that, Lexi, because you're truly caring about the individual or individuals you're communicating with. And ultimately, you can't have a conversation with somebody if you really don't know who you're talking to, where they're coming from, what the perspective is. And I think ultimately asking the right questions and then truly listening with listening with intent to then have a dialogue conversation that's meaningful and helpful and relatable uh, there's so much to that nature. And, and again, just you, showing your heart and your 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 background through just continually sharing and giving and learning through education is massive. I, I, I really appreciate that you come from a place of love. And, and I don't think that that is cheesy or corny or from a weird perspective at all. I think that that's massive and for people uh, to grow and learn and share with one another. And that's okay. I mean, I know some people are afraid to show emotions or feelings that way, or it's not a comfortable scenario, but this is a people business and internally through the teams, organizations, and, or just the partnerships that we have, those are relationships. They're people at the end of the day. They're not, they're not leads and or prospects. I mean, those are people on the end of the phone, at the end of the line. And that email address that's attached to somewhere that, that, that home address that's attached to someone's home. I mean, these are, these are real people. And, and I love the fact that you really pay attention to those details, breaking it down for, um, you know, looking at it from a perspective of why your initial thoughts of EXP. And, and I, I love that Jeff, had a conversation and literally ran or came to your lunch because there was something that moved him. Obviously I've had the conversation with him prior to kind of thought processes or what's going on or what was in his mind. But Lexi, I have the utmost respect for the way you think and the decisions that you make and kind of how you come to those conclusions. And I asked this across the board to me, whether it's Remax or Keller Williams or EXP, I'm always naturally inquisitive as to why these top producers, these thought leaders make the decisions that they make. So when you were early on kind of approached that way, what were the main things that stuck out to you? Uh, I know it was, it was seven years ago, but just kind of. Yeah. If you were... Oh, no, it's clear. It's it, okay. it, In fact, it's become more and more defined. There's more clarity around why as the years go by, which is really interesting and, and really a testament to the fact that I am in the right place. Hmm. Um, 
So for me, what really struck a chord with EXP was the um, freedom for one, like the freedom of like physical space. That was a huge one because when you, when you're on five appointments a day um, or three appointments a day or two, I mean, honestly, when you're working it hard, you're Mm -hmm. not in the office, Right. but being a full on participant in my life and in everything I do is really important to me. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like I was missing the opportunity to, to teach a session at, you know, at the office or attend a session or talk to people. It, it just, it was a miss for me once I got busy enough. And I think there are a lot of agents that are, that are like that. So this idea of being able to be driving to an appointment and listening to a leadership meeting or listening to a session, even participating in a session and not having to physically be there or being able to attend a class that had been recorded or even live, but like sitting there in my jammies, folding laundry or unloading the dishwasher. Like it was just like, again, remember the efficiency brain in me was like, wow, I can do a lot of things, but really was about the participation level. And I remember I've been super um, fortunate to be part of kind of the grounds up building of, of EXP. And I don't take a lot of credit for that, but it was really fun to participate. And so I was able to be a founding member of the agent advisory council, which was mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and got to really, you know, hear and listen to the great minds of like someone like, you know, Glenn Sanford, mm-hmm. the guy is brilliant wow. and not just in real estate. I mean, just the way that his thinking rolls out, you can't have a conversation with him and not be enlightened and inspired to get outside of your own way, you know, to get outside of your normal thinking. Um, So to have that early on was great. Um, I was able to, you know, present. And I remember though, being skeptical about the social part of it, being Mm -hmm. able to connect and learn from other agents, which was really important to me because I didn't have a lot of experience but I was really excited by the idea that I could virtually get to know someone like Elizabeth Riley, this total badass, genuine, heartfelt, mm. killer producer, wow. you know, and to really get to know her and pick her brain and ask her questions. I was like, dang, that is really awesome. And wow. I remember we went to our first EXP con and I was lucky enough to be presenting on stage and I got emotional, like my throat, I had lost my voice mostly. And it was because we came together, all these people who had never met. And it was like happy family. Like it was the most potent energy, excited, agitated energy. I mean, and the thing is, is that that has not stopped at EXP. Wow. Now I go to conference and I'm like, I feel lost because there are a million people here. I have never seen, you know, we're like the old guard. You'll see us in the corner of, you know, some restaurant. So we're talking about the old days, quote unquote, <laughs> but being a part of that buildup was really important. And it taught me a lot about truly where we're going globally in this world. Like we were real front edge in one industry, but in an industry that we can see now everywhere in the world that we've gone to a virtual format and that you don't need to be confined by some of these normalized constructs of you have to be in an office somewhere. Like being in an office is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but you don't have to be, and you don't have to 
have a connection with someone in person to be able to really relate and learn from them. That's what I got out of, out of EXP that really turned me on and excited me. And like I said, it has only gotten bigger. Um, you know, I was able to be one of the, I mean, there were many partners, but I'm the only one kind of left as the founding agent that started extend a hand, which is our, um, uh, inner organizational philanthropy 501 C three. I've read literally every grant from day one until now. Mm. Um, and it's a privilege to do that because, you know, in this industry, a lot too many agents are living close to close. And mm. if something happens, you know, they have a hardship that a hurricane hits and takes their house apart. They have a heart attack or get cancer. There are a million things that happen mm -hmm. that can really stymie your ability to work in this industry. And if you're working from transaction to transaction, that's tough. Yeah. And EXP has given people another, you know, many other routes to, to earn an income, but also building up an, a, a 501c3 that really focuses on helping agents in those situations and being part of that just is, it's what makes me tick. Hmm. Um, it makes me really proud to be part of that. So. Uh, it, it's, it, I love it. And the energy that's coming out of you, like Lexi, it's, it's huge. And for me in particular, as you're breaking that down, it's, you know, looking at the ability to, to learn, to connect, to mastermind, you know, to really have it taken it to a one-to-one to one-to-many on a global basis that that is huge uh, in and of itself, and and again, just your perspective on the decision making. I, I hope it helps somebody think. Hey, if they're in a position to potentially have a career path, you know, adjustment or to look to options that are because there, there's not a one size fits all, and and it's okay. a very personal decision based off that. But it's nice for for you know top producers and producers from all over the world to hear a titan's perspective say hey, this is why lexi is where she is and why she does what she does let's see if that connects into your world and into your life and if it doesn't that's okay but i just i really appreciate the fact that you're just kind of sharing that in a candid nature uh, i just find it fascinating as to why the pe people make that decision so i i do want to get into the the next part of this lexi which everybody tunes in they want to learn and grow truly from the best of the brightest so uh, I, I would love for you to answer however you would like into this aspect as to if you could go back and take a look at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw movement, growth in the needle and a positive. What does that look like for you? What advice would you give to the audience uh, right now that's looking to grow or an accelerate or scale their business in some form or fashion? Sure. What would you say? Two things kind of come up initially right off the bat. And number one is just don't be afraid to ask questions and to embrace what you don't know. Mm. I mean, the reality is if you're embarrassed by what you don't know, you will, you will never know it. <laughs> like you can't figure it out. And, you know, I, I, in education, you meet people that, um, take class after class or go to session after session, but then they never put it in, they never implement. And so mm. my next thing is, you know, ask questions, if you don't know something, go figure it out one way or the other, ask for help, talk to people that have already done it. You don't need to scale the mountain because people have already done it. Why, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Okay. Um, and then figure out a way once you learn it, then you can bring your own finesse. Like I said, then you bring you to the, but you got to learn it first. So the second thing is jump in. I'll tell you, um, man, I really hated it. Greg, mm -hmm. I, I started Jeff's with Jeff's team and we're in this like kind of small office space. 
And there were like six or seven of us all in one space, all on the call. I mean, it was all like this crazy call center atmosphere. And I hated it because you're so on the spot, right? Everybody can hear you. I'm like the new girl. It was awful. And, but what I realized was I just had to do it. If you just jump off the cliff, you'll figure out how to fly. And what I started doing, and it was so cool. And it, it happened like this. I remember they could hear me. They were all kind of watching me mm-hmm. and I'm a pretty bold person. I, I don't shy away from a lot. And so I was having this conversation. I was, I just kept trying to go on another angle to get this person to keep talking to me and get information. And they could hear, my team could hear that I was hitting objections that I didn't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. And they were taking, they were writing stuff on, um, stick it on like, you know, post-it pads and they would put it on the desk. Mm -hmm. And so then I would like be in the conversation and I would look over and I'd see an objection handler and I'd be like, I'd say it. And Uh I would literally move it to the other side of my desk. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I collected, um, I collected those post-it notes. I wish I still had them, but I collected them and I used them for months And then I would literally just, I get there in the morning before my call session, I put them all out on one side of the desk Wow! and I start making calls. Sometimes I wouldn't move any over to the other side. There were other days where I'd be like, holy crap, I cannot engage the brain or I don't know. I've never heard that one. Or I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to like, you know, on a cold call, you just get stuck and you need something else to say. I could just go over and pick one out and say it and move it to the other side. Hmm. So I guess my encouragement is be resourceful, find a way to make it work for you. But the bottom line is just do it. And I, when we coach people or we teach, I'm like, listen, if you're out there and you're like, I can't do video and I don't take my word for it because I'm terrible with social media. I need to get better. I should talk to you about this, Greg, because I'm a mess. No, come on, come on. But when people say like, oh, I just, I don't look good. I haven't done my makeup. My hair's a mess. I'm like, dude, guess what? We see you like that all the time. (laughs) Like that's what you actually look like. So if you're worried about being authentic and putting a real message out there, forget all that crap. Nobody Mm -hmm. cares. It's what comes out of you, Mm -hmm. not what's on you, you know, that people really relate to. So just put it out there and you, you're just never going to, you're never going to make it to the next level, whatever that is Mm -hmm. until you start asking questions, getting resourceful and just doing it flounder. Oh, well, people that are afraid to pick up the phone, call the, the lower, you know, kind of motivated leads first. Cause if you're going to burn out on somebody, burn out on those. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I, I love this aspect that, that you're mentioning too, Lexi. And, and again, to the, the media standpoint, that that's such a, a big objection with, with all entrepreneurs. This isn't into the real estate space. This is just any entrepreneur or business owner or professional that's really trying to garner attention get a message out, connect in a meaningful way. There's always excuses that that come up. I think there's, um, you know, the, it's a mindset sort of standpoint. And somebody with a negative mindset is always going to find an excuse for a solution. Um, so I think that ultimately your advice of just do it is huge. But that's the third prong, right? So asking questions. To me, it pops into my mind. No one wants to appear foolish. So the old adage is, do you want to be a fool for a moment or a fool for a lifetime? Right. So you ask a question that you don't know, you might appear foolish. Okay. Who cares? But then you learn from it and then you're no longer a fool. Uh, I I think it's one of those things. And to me, I don't know about you, Lexi, but no one likes a know-it-all. I I mean, I, and I, I have, I have one person in my life 
that is in this category. I will not mention his name. Uh, if he's watching this, he probably knows because I make fun of him about it all the time. But but the, the point is, is that why can't you just have the humility to say, no, I have not heard of that. Or I know I don't know about that. Please tell me more. It's well, stop jockeying for position to pretend that you know it all. Because first of all, everyone knows that no one knows it all. So if you appear to be that person, then you're just going to lump yourself into a category that nobody wants to hang out with you anyways, because every time they talk to you, you're the know-it-all. So I love the asking the right questions, taking the implementation and putting your spin on it, but then taking that action. As you're yeah. mentioning those things, Lexi, this is massive advice for anybody in their career path, whether you're brand new into the business or you're a seasoned pro. For sure. This is good. I love it. You can never, in, in this, in it, well, really any industry, probably, you can't know everything. Impossible. It's, it's impossible. All, there's always more to learn. There's always something. And and really to start pulling in from other industries mm -hmm. because we're not all that different. So there's always a lot to learn. But ultimately, at the end of the day, being a good spin doctor for yourself. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all get in in, in some negative patterns, right? Sure. Or, or you get in a funk. We've all and boy, after COVID, a lot of like funkiness happened. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, we tend to externalize, not just blame and responsibility, but we, we externalize the fix. Hmm. And what, when you, you really become empowered, when you accept responsibility for, okay, I'm really in a negative place right now. I need to be a spin doctor. How can I look at this, hmm. and turn it around back at myself and say, what's, what is the opportunity here to not be negative about this? Or what's the experience that I can have to learn more or to grow more, or to be more, to change my mindset, um, to meet new people, because maybe I don't, maybe I need some help with this. I, you know, after my, um, my divorce, I really needed to work on the concept of forgiveness. Okay. Oh, yeah. and it was me. I needed the work on that. And I, and I, you know, I went to some of the usual places, but I really had to start digging deep on like, what, like, what does this really mean to me? And how can I find acceptance and define this in a way that helps me to be a better person that kind of, I call it like expands the envelope for my own capacity. Like I, we have infinite capacity, but you have to push out those walls. Mm -hmm. And so never being comfortable, always questioning, always being the spin doctor to say, man, I just really want to be pissed off at the world. And I want to blame, you know, everybody and their brother. I want to be mad at Jeff or EXP or my mom or whatever it is, sure. but then just be like, yeah, but that's not going to fix anything. Yeah. And too often we, um, we fail to see the opportunity in those experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I think the back end of that too is gratitude. So if you can oh. kind of do those steps that I first talked about, mm -hmm. If you can be determined to just continually grow and then also to be grateful. And so Jeff and I, we walk, we have two dogs and I, I love my dogs probably way too much. My boys would tell you, love I it. love them more than them, but that's not true. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I, I love, there's a, they're my little, you know, after the kids go away, you kind of need something. I think my dogs became my like new babies, but they're the fur babies. Yeah. yeah. But we walk the dogs and part of our daily routine is. Um, is two things. One is we choose each other every day. So that's something that we tell each other at some point, most days is oh, like, beautiful. I choose you. So we have to earn each other every day. 
Hmm. Um, and then the second thing is gratitude. And we say our gratitudes when we walk the dogs every day. And that really, there have been many a day when I've been not in my best self, not wow. my, in the right mindset. And I, when you do gratitudes, it, it forces you to really change. And I love that. So hmm. I would say implement that kind of stuff into your life every day, even if it's uncomfortable, that's, that's, it's made a big difference in my life. Lexi, this has been massive, massive takeaways, really that everybody can apply to their lives, to their businesses to help grow and accelerate. And, and the, the, the attitude of gratitude in that nature, I know personally, I'm grateful that you took the time to be here today. It, it's okay. very meaningful to me. And I know to the audience because of what you shared, your story, your journey, but then things that really matter in the life and in the world. And you know, to your relationships, to, to evolution into life and to thought process and education. I love it. it you, this was incredible for me. So I can't thank you enough, Lexi, for taking the time. Thank you, Greg. And man, every time I talk to you, I'm just like, oh, he's so cool. He's so great. Like you just, I think you, you get it on all levels and it's, it's just fun and an honor and really truly to, to be on this podcast. Thanks. Awesome. Oh gosh. It, it's I, the honor and the pleasure is all mine. I know the audience appreciates it too, but Lexi, I do have to dub you an official real estate Titan. So that is a badge of honor. You can wear forever in life. No one can take it away. There's no trophies or plaques, but it's in your heart is what I always say. Hey, that's uh, where, that's where it matters. I tell you. Awesome. <laughs> and I will say, Greg, if anybody ever wants to talk to me about anything, yes, yes. they can find me. I'm an open book. I'm always available. I love, I love reach out. So Lexi, what, what is the best way for anybody out there who's tuning in, who wants to connect with you personally, uh, learn more about what you do and how you do it. Is there any, any place we want to direct the audience, anybody tuning in? Uh, any, honestly, any way you can find me and I'm a realtor. So my info's out there. <laughs> you can send me a text, um, send me an email, uh, get, you know, any kind of connection on social media, whatever, however people want to do it. Lexi, you're the best for doing that. I'll, I'll have, uh, you know, information in the show notes. So everybody, if you love what Lexi's saying and, and something really stood out to you, uh, you know, reach out. She, she's offering this. I, I, again, I'm going to be respectful of your time, Lexi. If everybody <laughs> floods into your DMs or sends you a million texts, uh, please be patient with Lexi. Uh, she, she has a whole business and a life that's going on too. So I, I appreciate you, Lexi. Uh, again, thank you so much. Everybody Thanks. out there, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to subscribe, to like, and to tune in. Every episode here is live every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business with leading edge digital marketing, visit lionboltmedia.com. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Bye, Thanks, Lexi. Thanks, Greg.